Hello everyone and welcome back to Latter-day Takes. After a few month hiatus, we talk about what we've been up to, what we're going to do next week, which involves Lake Powell and a conversation around that. I give a Tom Cruise update and how my feelings are, so to speak, toward him. Um, we then talk Jack in the Box. We talk about books that we've been reading and read um, recently, just kind of shooting the breeze on that. And then uh, I give a shout out to Brandon of uh, Let's Go Brandon fame. Um, then we close out with a little bit of like talking church updates and how to court someone if they aren't feeling great about coming back to the church. And then anything and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again. We appreciate your patience with all of us. Hope you all are having a great week. It is the weekend. Enjoy it. And we'll catch you all on the other side. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mormons are really nice people. Totally nice. They are the yes. best cult. Have you ever, under the influence of alcohol, questioned the teachings of the Mormon church? Well, these Mormons are so nice. Everybody's so nice. <laughs> Everybody's so nice in Utah. They're all Mormon, right? Yeah. So they're not most drinking. The, and they're like not cussing. They're like, Slovis, you stink. <laughs> I'm afraid it was the Mormons. Yes, yes the Mormons, Mormons were the correct answer. Because God loves Mormons and he wants some more. Shout out to the Latter-day Saints. All right, we're back at it, man. Finally. Finally. I'm, I'm too here. Many, too many difficult uh, technicals. difficulties. Too many too difficult, difficult technicals. Yeah. Technicals, yeah. <laughs> but we're here, you know, yeah. resilient as ever. Trying. More, more than anything, I just wanted to debunk the myth that's been going around that you and I hate each other, and that's why we're not podcasting anymore. Yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> they, have, they have points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not saying there isn't some merit to that, but not so much that it would stop us from podcasting. Obviously not. Obviously not. Obviously. You've made some recent life changes. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah, I'm up here for the summer. So That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, physical. <laughs> uh, I shaved my arms today. Okay. You don't want to address the other one? I'm a big fan of Ken from. Is that what this is? Ken and Barbie. That's good. You're just getting. You're gonna see it on opening night. You're gonna skip out on Oppenheimer, <laughs> the, Chris, the Christopher Nolan movie, and you're gonna see Barbie. Yeah. Because right. Ryan Gosling's Ken. Yeah. All right. Bringing out your inner Gosling. No, I get bored, dude. I I have to do something different. I I hate doing the same shit over and over again. So, I changed up the facial hair. I changed, I mean, I had, I had a bigote for three weeks. Yeah, that's true. 
I actually for I, all the non-Spanish speakers, that means uh, mustache. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, the, I I had I did this in 2020, and then didn't really have or no I I had it yeah I had it in 2020 and then went back to normal 21 and then last year I had mullet permed like this year I'm back to the blonde so I went blonde bleached blonde bleach, <laughs> we got a bleach boy over here um that'd be, actually be a funny cover band for the beach boys if they were called the bleach boys and they all had bleached heads and sang <laughs> beach boy songs but have to do with bleaching no matter what should we do that that's such a good idea i'm thinking we should just do it all right you gotta bleach your hair yeah i've bleached my hair before and i i didn't hate it i'll be honest i actually i'm a fan of what you said though mixing it up yeah. I, I like that i because the thing is you have a great head of hair thank you so why not just mix it up why not enjoy it try new things not everybody can do that you know so. it's all about confidence man just gotta have confidence in it uh i don't know if i subscribe to that notion it is fully not not fully like rocking it with some things just don't look good is that possible that some things just don't look good it doesn't matter how confident the person is yeah i guess but still <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean i will say anything i've ever done i'm just like yeah whatever i'm rocking it out yeah care. i yeah. don't care what other people think confidence can fill some of those gaps for yeah. sure because if you if you approach something with any ounce of trepidation, sometimes it just won't work if there's any trepidation whatsoever. Right, because anybody that sees the doubt in you... Exactly. They're going to immediately doubt... What you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to doubt your own identity. It's true. It is true. Yeah. Well, we're headed out to Lake Powell next week, so this is a... We're, this is a, we're doing a Friday recording. I'll drop it tonight, dude. We'll get this out there. Um, so that way one of our, uh, one of our longtime listeners can, can have his precious Latter-day Takes episode, which I could not be more happy to provide for him personally, uh, while he cleans the house on Saturday chores. That's how, that's how you came at me this morning. You go, I have, I have a promise to keep. I have to get one out. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it like stressed me out. I'm like, we got to do this because it's so easy to just like fall behind. It's so easy to just... Prioritize life. Right. The, cra the crazy thing is, I thought when you were going to move up here, it was like, oh, cool. We'll just like podcast easily. But doing live podcasts in person, or not live, but you know what I mean, in person, is actually harder to edit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, do we just go to our rooms and lock ourselves yeah, in? Yeah, exactly. That would have been easier. And then run but... through Riverside. So it's like, yeah. But then the problem with, the original, why we've kind of delayed everything was because of the Mother's Day episode. Yeah. It's, because of that technical difficulties. And then we filmed one, we recorded one last week and microphones were dead on yeah. my end. <laughs> that one, oh gosh, that was, that was, that sucked. Yeah. And it was just so defeating on we, all of our parts. I thought we had like a pretty good episode too. Yeah, so so only my side got recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Mine didn't. Which I kept for a while. I kept it for like three <laughs> weeks and I'm like, <laughs> finally I looked at it, I was like, why do I have this still? <laughs> I just want to hear my opinions. I don't care what Brian has said. It would be kind of funny if I did a podcast with myself. If like I kept that recording and then I just recorded something later where I'm just like filling in the in-betweens. 
Maybe I, maybe I'll just go. giving that side commentary. Yeah, exactly. I should just came in like voiceover to everything. Yeah, just only your video though. Exactly. <laughs> Tried to sync up my lips. That would have been hilarious. That actually. Could <laughs> what have the been. hell did I just say just now? That could have been funny. Um, yeah. So here we are. It's just it's it was harder for some reason. Maybe we're just like throw it back to like school days where we take summers off and watch gladiators. There you go. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I'm all in on that. Which I watched that documentary and it was riveting. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It was really good. <laughs> Did, wait, you just watched the Netflix one? Yeah, the Netflix one. Okay, so you gotta watch the ESPN one now. Is it better? No, it's just all the other, the people that weren't part of the Netflix special. We're talking about American Gladiators, the uh, documentary on Netflix and also ESPN. But the ESPN one has the actual uh, creator, quote unquote creator, director of the show. Uh, and you probably heard them talking about yep, him throughout the entire time, yeah. right? And like, they didn't want anything to do with the ESPN one because he was a part of it. No way. Yeah. So there's only a handful that so actually some... got in. That makes sense. To, like, do the ESPN one, and not the Netflix one. So. Yeah, that makes. Gemini sense. was part of both though. Oh really? The black dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was the only one. I think so. Because hmm. they didn't have the other. They didn't have the other black guy, and then they didn't have, they didn't have Thunder. Thunder was only on the ESPN one. Thunder's in a wheelchair. This is, I don't, I don't remember who Thunder is, but that's. Thunder's the blonde haired dude. Okay. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair you, you, you saw, I mean, you saw him. Oh, was he in the Netflix one? He was in the Netflix, no, he was in the, in the ESPN one. No, I mean, was he highlighted in the Netflix one? No, you, but just with the highlights of the videos on, okay. like. The shows and things like that. Gotcha, I yeah, recognize he's the blonde haired, like yeah. long blonde hair guy. Okay. So yeah. Well, so here we are. You know, we we won't have a pot out next week, but um, I uh, I did want to give a shout out to our boy Derek once again for for you know reaching out, making sure we we're okay, <laughs> not dead, and also that he said. He didn't, he, he was, if he had to listen to one more murder mystery podcast, he'd blow his brains out, which I thought was hilarious. It'd be a mystery. Yeah. It was certainly, he'd be, he'd become then his own murder mystery podcast, which I think would be, it'd just be fitting if you and I covered that. Yeah. And did like a special eight episode series on Derek's essential, like maybe suicide. I don't know. Well, this is getting a little was, dark. Yeah. You know what though? I'm not sure Derek, could, I'm not sure Derek could last for eight. We might have to push it down to like four, maybe five if we're lucky. Sick. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I don't feel that way. I think it'd probably been like a 12 episode. Thing. Oh, there we go. Okay. We need someone that's on his side for sure. Yeah. But anyway, so Lake Powell next week. So we're definitely not going to record next week. I think mm -hmm. we honestly might just take the rest of the summer off just because we're both, we're just both getting busy here and there and. Have other things going on in our lives, but we're just enjoying summer, man. We really are. You know, we played a lot of pickleball. A lot of pickleball. Yeah. Brian's getting better. Brian's getting better. Brian, here's the thing. Brian's got a natural ability. Um, he's don't, just athletic. Don't blow me up like this, man. I suck. I'm losing every single game. I mean, here's the thing. I really wouldn't say you suck. There are people that have played a lot longer than you that I would I'm, say suck because they just don't have it. True. I wouldn't say you suck. I actually really would be like. It's, it's right there. Just like getting reps in is what's going to freaking do it I for you. I felt like the upgrade in paddle helped. Yep. So I will say that. Um, the, oh my gosh. Should we talk about that guy? Yeah, let's bring him up actually. Oh. In fact, should we just do people we can't be friends with oh, now and highlight this dude? That guy. Yeah. 100%. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. 
Oh, all right. So me and Harper are playing uh, pickleball. We go over to what park is that? Uh, it's Pat Dye. Art Dye. Art Dye. Um, not Pat Dye. American Fork. By, yeah, American uh, Fork. By the golf course. That yeah, you go. there's four. There's No, there's six. There's six courts over there. Yeah, it's a nice setup. Awesome setup. A little bit more space for activities yeah. compared to the one that's in the HOA neighborhood. Oh, yeah. That's garbage. Uh, um, but we go over there, and we thought a clinic was going on with two ladies and uh, an instructor. And a, there was a third guy off to the side, right. too. And so they were just kind of watching and listening or whatever. Yes, yeah, so right. there were four of them, and it's like, okay, they're playing twos maybe? Oh, wait, no. He's yeah. like teaching them how to do stuff. Right. So we thought it was a, like a clinic. Come to find out, this dude's just slanging paddles, basically. He comes over, starts talking crap about the balls that I have, starts telling us that we have the worst paddles in the league and that we should buy $400 paddles and, you know, we should go hang out with him at this club. Pickleball club, club pickleball or something like that. Very original name. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was the worst. The absolute worst. And Harp knew... As soon as he started, what did he, what did he say? Cause as soon as he started or kept talking. Yeah. Cause I was like, I hit, he gave us two paddles to try. So he's like, try these out. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. And of course I like, I'm being cordial, like trying to be like, yeah. all right, dude, like we're just trying to play here. Like you're, we have yeah. an hour, like leave us alone. Give him his paddle back. I take my paddle back. And then he goes, starts talking. And then he starts another conversation. Mm -hmm. And I immediately turn around, look up in the air. Yeah, that was when I, I was lost it. Harper looks at me, and then <laughs> after he finally leaves, he goes, you're kind of getting pissed, huh? I go, yeah, the guy wouldn't shut the hell up. I was like, yeah. hey, I'm trying to play some damn pickleball. I don't care about your stupid paddles, your stupid balls, or nothing. Like, get out of here, bro. It, it was a little invasive, to say the least. Um, you didn't check out. You clocked out. You were like, oh, yeah. I have had it. <laughs> You're like, I'm about, I'm about to yell at this mother effer. Oh, my God. So, man. I don't know. I guess it just comes down to people we don't want to be friends with are ones that have an inability to read the room. Yeah. Is that what that comes down to? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But this was, like, particularly bad because it was like, dude, we're playing one-on-one. -on -one. So, I mean, it made it seem like he had just, like, making the rounds. Because right. he could That's very easily have just inserted himself in that last one. Right. And then been like, yeah, so here we go. Here's a tutorial for you. Yeah. Come by the club and buy some paddles from me. Yeah. And not to mention, he was teaching them the like. I don't know if you heard the conversation that was going on when we first got there, but he was like teaching them a like a two on one game. He was. Yeah, he was like, okay, now now uh, you hit it, and like, and then I'll hit it, and then sometimes we play like this, and I'm just like, dude, okay, like I, I understood it at the point, but now like looking back on it, I'm like this guy. <laughs> that didn't seem like a thing, but maybe it is. Oh, Here's the yeah. thing about pickleball too. It's like the most unassuming looking people are actually good at it. So he could have been like, he might be freaking, not that this matters. I'm just pointing out that like, he didn't look like he was good, but that doesn't mean anything with pickleball. He could have been excellent. I could care less. Yeah. I could not care less. I was going to say, could you, could you not I care could less not, or I could, could you? I could not like, okay. care less. I could probably care a little less about other things, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, upgrade. So upgrade, upgrade the paddle was good. Backhand's always good. The forehands. Your backhand. That's what I was going to say, actually. Your backhand. You've got a natural backhand. That must be something from ping pong or something like that. No, it's baseball swing. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wait, you're a lefty? First Left, one. Left-handed swinger. I didn't know you were a left-handed swinger. Bottom hand. 
I play pickleball right-handed. I know. I'm, you are quite I'm the anomaly, my friend. And I'm left-handed, but I, if I told, I tell people if I never did anything sports, I would be right-handed. Doesn't make any sense, but I am. That's so bizarre, man. Um, but yeah, so natural backhand hitting that way, and then the forehand. I did have a couple good ones towards the end. I finally started it, but my problem is, I every time I hit the forehand, I just pop it up and easy smash for you. Yeah, but you'll get it. Shut up! Don't patronize me. I'm actually glad you caught that. That was pa- I was patronizing you. I was doing that on purpose. Now, not to patronize you, I do want to actually uh, glorify some things between us. Now, so we used to only have one champion as part of this podcast, but as of last night, we now have two. So not only has Brian won a national championship with South Carolina, I also won the Midvale co-ed softball Thursday league championship last night. Whoop-dee-doo, Basil. Oh, on, man. I know you're happier than that. I know you're just putting on a show for the listeners. Like, you don't really care. You couldn't, you couldn't stop talking, asking me questions last night. You're yeah. just talking my ear off. Yeah. I was like, exactly Brian, listen. This, I, like, I appreciate your, like, your investment into my life and my softball team, but I got to go to bed, man. It's 2 in the morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, let's get to Lake Powell, though, dude. <laughs> What are we looking forward to? Uh, honestly, I, I can't wait to see the lake with it rising 60 feet this year. It's going to be mind-blowing, I think, to see the, the stark difference in the year, past two years compared to this year. So we're back to 2020 levels, which is crazy. So I think that's one of my initial one and then obviously just spending time on the water you know it's it's a good time it you know it's five days in the hot sun but man it's it's just a beautiful beautiful place it really is no question about that yeah when was the first time you've ever been to Powell? 2021 no way that's the first time you see, dude, you seem like more of a regular than me, which I wouldn't call myself a regular, but I've been more Think than you. Think about it. When would you go to Powell? When would I go to Powell? Yeah. What do you, what does Think that mean? Think about what, what season would you go to Powell? During the summer. Oh, baseball. <laughs> Good point. Great point. What's going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny too, because not a lot of people in Vegas go to Powell. It seems like there's like a, like, it's like a rare group of people that know Lake Powell very well, I feel like. Most of the people have ties to Utah, but they, that's what takes yeah. them. That's what it that's takes what to get them to Powell. Powell is that mm-hmm. it's a Utah thing. Why is it a Utah thing? Is it because Lake Mead kind of gets the job done? No, Vegas people go to California. Oh, is that what it go is? to the beaches? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's more like we don't want to go. We don't want to stay in the desert, right? Like, you're going to Lake Powell. It's still the desert. It doesn't matter if it's. A beautiful lake or not right like interesting it's, yeah it's still the desert it's still hot it's you know it's not relieving like california summers are you know mm-hmm. like you go to san diego it's 80 degrees and amazing right yeah so it's like i think that was the whole thing i mean we we grew up always going to there and we didn't re- i wasn't really a lake we weren't really a lake family though yeah so i i, I didn't even i hardly even 
went to Lake Mead. So I went to Lake Mead once when I was in, when I was growing up in Vegas, I was probably like 10. And it was, it was uh, one of my friends' uh, birthdays and he wanted to do Lake Mead, he wanted to do an overnight. So his dad like took him and a few of his friends and we went out there and that was a whole new experience for me. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had fun because we tubed. Tubing was fun. That's all you can really do with 10. Okay. Um, I remember his, his name was Chris. Chris Fow, actually. Fow? <laughs> yeah, P-F-A-U. Oh. Yeah. Um, haven't talked to him maybe since this day. I don't know. Not because <laughs> anything happened. I just, I moved when I was 11, so it could have been right around then that we never talked to him again. But um, he, member family, and um, so Utah Connection, and maybe that was part of it. I don't know. They were like me, though. It was, it was fun. He was, <laughs> I remember Chris kneeboarded. So uh, pretty hot stuff right there. <laughs> For a 10-year-old. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Just so pumped about it. Dude, there is this hilarious... Dude, that's sick! Woo! <laughs> so this reminds me... So I have these two really good friends from high school um, who were brothers. And they actually... One of them dated this girl in high school. Didn't really last long. They were more just having fun than anything. And then post-mission, the other one dated that same girl for, mm -hmm. I don't know, like six months. And the one that, and like, no, like the other one, the one that dated her first was already married. So it wasn't like weird or anything. Right. And he had asked the, the brother that had dated her before. He's like, Hey, so like, like what, what's, what's it like, you know, hanging with her and her family? <laughs> His brother just says, he's like, Hmm. He's like, let's just put it this way. They're a kneeboarding family. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. I was like, well, yeah, enough said then. Dude, I mean, it's like, so we went, I went down to Havasu for Memorial Day, mm -hmm. right? And Havasu is a different crowd. Oh, for sure. Very different crowd, right? It's like it's, the people that play softball just so they can drink in the dugout. It's right. that kind of crowd. And it's also, well, you have your frat stars and then you have your, you know, 40, 50 year olds, 60 year olds that are still stuck in the 70s and 80s, right? But man, just a completely like mind-blowing thing because all, all you saw were these cigarette boats, right? Loudest motors, loudest, you know, just long, massive boats. And you're like, what do you do on that? Yeah. Why, why is that that's fun? That's my question because like why do people just – do they just go on the lake just to have – like I don't understand people that have a boat just to have a boat. like that. Just to like drive around on. Just to drive around on. Yeah. Why is that a thing? I don't know. Like pontoons make a little more sense. Because it's like, right. well, let's go party on the lake and just yeah. chill. Cool. Got it. That makes sense. But if you're going to get like this really fast boat just to take to a lake that doesn't do anything functional in terms of like water sports, I, What's once again, I'm not sure we're going to be great friends. We just, you know. I got a new boat. Yeah, what'd you get? Nautique? Uh, Malibu? Axis? What'd you get? No, just a massive cigarette boat. Yeah. Why do they call them cigarette boats? They used to run, I think it's the same boats they used to run the drugs on. Oh, in Miami. Cigarette boats? I think that's where it came from. I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's like the... Oh, see you not there. Um, yeah, here. Actually, you know what? Let's look that up. Let's look yeah. it up. Let's do some live research. Yeah. Our listeners can fact check us too. It's all good. I ain't above that. I think that's what it is though, because it's like, it's the whole... It has the history to the Miami days of running the cocaine and stuff. Nice. I, I could see bootlegging boats being a thing. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of surprised they don't call it that. But 
Um, my first experience with Powell, while you're looking that up, my first experience with Powell was actually right after my senior year in, uh, of high school. So it was technically my senior trip. Hey, should we do, should right, we do, so we have, should we do a live coverage here? No. You don't want to? No. So we have, uh, Wikipedia. Okay. It corrected it and, uh, it's called go fast boats. That doesn't sound as cool as cigarette boat. Okay, so cigarette boats. Uh, wait, where'd it go? I literally just had it. Oh, go fast boats are also called cigarette boats and cigar boats, reference to their shape, though some report that they are references to the items that they used to smuggle. There you go. See? Look at there you, you and your knowledge of illegal I activities it. i knew it see yeah you did all right um but yeah it just doesn't make any sense right like that's something that my dad used to like use in the again 70s 80s right he's in high school he's in middle school like that's what they used to take out do those things or they take the master crafts and, and just water ski solemn ski whatever it is um but yeah it's i just, just want to like, ask them like if they're not doing any water sports what are they doing i don't get it but I don't. It's literally just to go fast. Seems so boring after like five minutes. Like we're gonna have jet skis down there, and I'm kind of like cool. Yeah. But it makes me want to bring a a waterproof like football or some sort of ball because have you done that before? That actually is super fun. Nerf ball. And you can do that for a while, where you like throw the ball way in front of the jet ski, and the person right. on the jet ski has to just like gun it and try and track it down. That's actually really fun. You can do that for can do that. hours. I just want, I think I'm going to get a boomerang now that we're talking about oh, yeah. throwing things. Yeah, okay. Good day, mate. Yeah. I one like the, that. One of the plastic ones that you just, you know, uh, just stand on the shore, stand in the water, you know, check it out. Comes right back to you. That's pretty sweet. I can just play by myself. I don't have to hang out with anybody. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> you bet your ass I'm going to wear it. Yeah. So my, like I said, my first experience with Lake Powell, that I had boated plenty before, not a ton. We were not a boating family growing up. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a boat, but we would go to like board activities or I'd go out with friends and things like that. So I had boated a solid number of times and I, I wouldn't say, no, I definitely wasn't a good wakeboarder. I was not a good wakeboarder by any means, but I could get up and I can kind of go in and out of the wake. Every time I tried to jump, I'd just fall. So. That's exactly what you do in wake surfing. Every okay. time you get up, you just fall. Okay. After a good while of tossing that rope in and having some good time, dude. Don't let them lie to you, folks. Oh, my gosh. You're making me look so bad in front of my listeners. How you do dare that yourself. How dare you? <laughs> you do that yourself. Whatever, man. I'm getting good at wake surfing. I freaking love it. Doing some of those nice cuts. Doing some little dancing. <laughs> just impressing everybody in the boat. Turning heads yeah. left and right. Anyway, so if I'm going to be honest about my lack of wakeboarding skills growing up, you can damn sure, or I don't know how to say that, you can make damn sure Bet your ass. that I'm being honest about my awesome wake surfing skills, which are, I would say, a little above par. That's where All I'm right, going with we'll, that. We'll have, we'll have video we'll evidence, so it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> I already have video evidence. It's already on my Instagram. <laughs> um, 
I'm getting so defensive. I'm getting pissed off. Man. Not to mention that he just, you know, that was like the one ride that he actually had. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, like, you're such an idiot. You know, like five or six. That he you, just funny enough, out. we actually never voted together in Powell, I don't think. Because you were always on Logan's boat and I was always on Casey and Preston's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what so what do? would you know? What am friend? I going to do? Jam myself into the sardine can or go sit where I can spread out and manspread? Yeah, I guess if I had a 6.5 frame, I'd be concerned about that too. Yeah. But I don't. miserable. So. Anyway. Um, so I go to Lake Powell senior trip with that kind of background, nothing stellar. Well, the last day of Powell, I'm up to wakeboard. I get out there and get up, do my thing, you know, go for the jump, somehow catch the edge of the, of the wake and straight up scorpion to the point where the board is still, my feet are still on the board. And I scorpion so hard that the board hits the back of my head, more like the side to the back of my head. And I get rallied. And I remember coming up out of the water and I'm just touching the spot where my head got hit. And I'm like sitting there going like, yeah, I think I'm done already. And then I look at my hand and it's covered in blood. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm definitely done. And so like the boat comes back and finds me and they didn't think anything happened. And then they see that I'm just like, like I'm looking all like phased and stuff. And then they see there's just blood in the water. Like my head's bleeding like crazy. Watch out for sharks at that point. Yeah, yeah, true. And, and I'll just continue with my story. <laughs> and I get in the boat and they just immediately put a bunch of paper towels on there, pressing it hard. They take me back to the houseboat and they're like, we gotta, like, we got to yeah. do something here. 100%. They didn't have anything to stitch me up or anything. There was no doctors around. The family that was hosting, like, they were, they lived in this neighborhood, this really well-known neighborhood um, in my high school. And they knew that one of their neighbors, who was a doctor, was in Lake Powell that day. But they're like, we're not sure exactly what time he's coming in. We also don't know what time they're launching their houseboat. But whatever, let's just go. So we beeline it back to the marina. And in the marina, they're sitting there just like, he's driving around, just kind of looking for him. And he think, I think he has like a rough idea of where their houseboat might be. And he sees a couple people that he knows at the houseboat and he flags them down. And he's like, hey, can you stitch this guy up? Because they're like friends, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, can you stitch this kid up? He nailed himself on a wakeboard, blah, blah, blah. And so the dude straight up going to the houseboat, the doctor shoots me up with some, whatever that stuff is. Numbing. Yeah. I thought I had a cooler name. Novocaine. Isn't Novocaine for teeth specifically? <laughs> it's still numbing. I've made that mistake myself though. But yes, I'm numbing something or other. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Why, why not just go to the marina? There's like, and just... We were at the marina. I know, but why are we looking for a guy? Like, there's got to be like it was paramedics free. within the parks. It was free and he stitched me right up, no problem. Okay. I mean, I, well, I just I go actually, back because I mean, you're losing blood, you know. I mean, I probably go to the like park ranger. I like, could hey. stand to lose a little blood at that point <laughs> in my life. I'll be all right. I'll be fine. Yeah, I was just brimming <laughs> with blood and testosterone at that point in my life, so I was fine. <sighs> um, and then one of my those same friends that I mentioned, those two brothers, they have a dad that's a doctor as well, and he he took him out for me like a couple months later. <laughs> so okay, total free health care there. And I still have the scar to prove it. Can you actually see it from there? Can you, from no. there? I don't know. My hair's short enough where you might be able to if you look closely. But anyway, so that's my first Lake Powell experience. And then from there, I've been there 
four or five times, six maybe. Freaking great time. Cannot yeah. wait for next week, except it's going to be like 110 degrees. And here's the it's worst gone part. Down. Has it? It's only like a high of like 107 on one of the days. Okay, that's good. But what's the low? Because that's what I checked last. High 70s, like 78, 79? Yeah, 78 is what I saw as the low. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Based on how you love sleeping in ice boxes, like nope. the one we're in right I'm now. Not about. I I'm not sure how you're gonna last. How's it how's I did it? last year? It wasn't nearly as hot. It wasn't nearly as hot. I feel like it got to like the high sixties last year. Yeah, I think it did. Um no, I just as long as like, like as long as there's moving air, like I can, Yeah, circulation I can is fine. a big one. Like the biggest thing is is like sleeping. So I don't sleep on the houseboat. I don't sleep on the boat. I don't like... The first year I went, I slept two nights on the houseboat because of weather conditions. It was just pissing rain and just absolutely miserable out there. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the best setup. Uh, Casey helped me out with the tent and you know, a couple other things, but just didn't have the best setup. Um, but... You know, it is what it is. So I ended up sleeping on the houseboat and spent two nights on like basically nothing but the water, right? Never really getting onto dry land. Took the next or the last day once we were leaving and got on the dry land and I felt like I was just like swaying, right? Nonstop. And I was just like, I was honestly sick to my stomach driving home that that night and I was just like dude I'm miserable right now like it's just terrible so now I only sleep in a tent you know I I'm able to drive my forerunner out which is awesome um but I have a cot so I'm up off the ground don't have to worry about the ground you know being warm so I had to have some airflow things like that but then I actually looked up like tricks to sleeping in hot weather mm. and you know, are camping in hot weather, I would say, I should say. Um, and they say just bring a uh, flat sheet. What's a flat sheet? Uh, uh, sheets. You have oh. a flat sheet and you have a fitted sheet. You just bring oh. a flat sheet. Oh, okay. I thought it was and something fancy. No. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. I should do that. So it, it gives you, like, it gives you cover, right? Because, like, if you're sleeping, you're not, you don't just be laying there, right? So yeah. you have that little bit of like, but it's not super thick. You know, it's just something to cover yourself and just, you know, be able to snuggle. <laughs> well, good thing we're not sharing a tent, but, or maybe um, not. Maybe it's too bad we're not sharing a tent. I don't know. No, I'm sharing a tent. I mean, with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. My tent's full. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> um... All right, okay, I'm done talking about Lake Powell. I got a Tom Cruise update for you. Okay. It's really more of an update from my end. Okay. Um, the, the loyal listeners would know what I'm referencing here, but the update is that I am still gay for Tom Cruise. We're, that, no, we're no longer friends. That came out last year on a podcast with our boy John Stevens. You came out last, last year? I came out of the Tom Cruise closet, yes. It was after seeing Top Gun Maverick. I was like, man, that guy is amazing. Okay. <laughs> so I saw Mission Impossible. I saw it twice this last week, and I'm, I didn't want to, actually. Because here's the thing, I didn't... Have you seen it yet? I hate Tom Cruise. You hate Tom Cruise? 
Yeah. All right, that's fine. We don't have to be friends anymore. That's I'm actually totally okay with that. <laughs> um, but I'm, the only the only movies I've seen that I enjoy are well, Days of Thunder and then Top Gun. And that's it. Like I any other like I don't really like the Mission Impossible movies. Like if I'm gonna watch a I'm gonna watch 007. I'm gonna watch Jason Bourne. Like I'd much rather watch those movies than I'm not a big 007 guy. But here's the thing: the the latest Mission Impossibles aren't great. Like that's more that's they're getting worse. And and according to you, they were never good, which is crazy because the first one amazing. The third one, even better, I think. Ghost Protocol is probably where it peaked. I'm not necessarily saying Ghost Protocol is better, but it was about as good as the third one. And then from there, we've had like three or four that have just been kind of meh, like not rewatchable. That's the problem. I can't watch them again. I get bored. But here I am saying I can't watch them again. I literally watched the, this latest one twice within the span of three days. That was not really on purpose. I had plans to go watch it with a couple friends. So they got one for Wednesday. And then uh, a friend of ours who also lives with us for the time being said he had a couple tickets and uh, it was a special showing and it was like two nights before the opening night and it was IMAX and the other one that we had planned wasn't IMAX so I was like yeah okay I'll go and it was uh, I'm still glad I saw it on IMAX but then the next time I saw the second time two days later I'm just like gosh I got I got bored man I got really bored yeah so that's exactly why 007 and Jason Bourne are better than any Mission Impossible movie um, I disagree. I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a big 007 guy. You're missing out. Um, <laughs> Born is good though. In fact, in some ways, oof, this is a debate. Oh, Jason Bourne versus Tom Cruise? Yeah, so, Mission well, Impossible? well, Ethan Hunt, if you will, okay. so show some respect, please. But I, this, I'm actually scared to get into this debate because I freaking love Tom Cruise, but at the same time, when it comes to the, like, the library of Bourne versus Ethan Hunt, I actually think Bourne might have the edge. 100% it does. Well, okay, you can't talk to you about this. You're biased. You're biased. No, I'm actually being very objective here. So I'm, am I. I like Tom Cruise a lot more than Matt Damon. I like Matt Damon, but I like Tom Cruise more. Okay. Um, that's crazy. By God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um... Anyway, geez, Jason I'm, Bourne's a badass, bro. I'm at, no, I know. I'm aware, like, man. Think like, about how many people were trying to kill him. Dude, did, did, what do you think about? Like he had, he had, what's yeah. his name? Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt. Okay, he had, uh, uh, Ethan Punt. Don't you dare disrespect him like that. <laughs> he, uh, he had Ethan Hunt basically hunting him, in number one when they killed his wife. Right, like all of those people were Jason Bourne's, right? That they wasn't were... the, that wasn't the first one. When he killed his wife? No, Jason Bourne's. That wife? was the second one. Here you are, a Bourne fan, and you don't even know which one it is. Mm. It was the beginning of the second one, dude. He didn't have a wife in the first one. He was found in the ocean, floating around by those fishermen. Oh, that's right. It was yeah, but it was at the end of the first one. They killed her at the beginning of the second. Yeah, end of the first one. Okay, what? It coincides. It's all just one big story. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> anyway. um, no, you can die on the But no, it's, it's like he had, he had people like him hunting after him, right? Ethan hunting after him? There you go. 
Yeah. There you go. Nice. I like that. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, I just think they're all better overall. Like even even Born Legacy, the one with Jeremy Renner, who I like. I like Jeremy yeah, Renner a I'm lot too. Jeremy. I thought he was fantastic. I thought that movie was really entertaining. It kind of has a bad rap, but I really like that one too. Yeah. So anyway, oh wait, no, was Born Legacy the Jeremy Renner one? Mm-hmm. So what was the the last one? Jason or or it was just called Jason Bourne, wasn't it? The last where Matt Damon came back. Yeah, it just called it Jason Bourne. You had Born Ultimatum, Born Supremacy, Born. It was Born Identity, Born, born Supremacy, Identity. Born Ultimatum, there you go. Born Legacy, Jason Bourne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Born Legacy was definitely Renner. Anyway, sheesh, yeah. I'm having a moment Identity, here. Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum, The Born Legacy, Jason Bourne. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about Jack in the Box? Old Jack in the Crack? Is that what they call it in Vegas? Um... We used to, we used to go there all the time. Monster your, tacos, okay, fire, so good. Freaking love those tacos. Uh, just the trashiest tacos of oh, all time. Trashy, but dude. so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, right. Everything the tor- the crunchy tortilla shell is now just soft, right? <laughs> With that, dude. Fake wait, here's meat the, here's that they the in there. Part of it is. It actually is the first ever and unintentionally hybrid tortilla that has crunchy and soft to yeah, it. it really, yeah. I think it's meant to be crunchy, but when all the grease ends up making it soft on the bottom. It was a, it was a gordita <laughs> crunch before a gordita <laughs> crunch, to be honest with you. <laughs> and it's still so good. Uh, all right, where's this going? <laughs> so did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but like Jack in the Box opened in Utah like two months ago up in like Salt Lake. Okay. Yeah. That's mind blowing to me, but okay. And because they didn't have one, I mean, I think they had one. No, I don't know if they ever had one in Utah. This is like the first. Well, I mean, they have them in St. George, but that doesn't okay. really count. So northern Utah. Wow. I'm shout not out, just shout I, out I, all I, the St. Georgians. No, no, no. no. I love St. Yeah. George. Everybody down in Hurricane. But even people in St. George in know that their culture is more tied to Vegas than it is northern Utah. It is. It is. Um. But so northern Utah first one opens, and mm. it's this line that's like a mile long. Really. And even me, as somebody who loves Jack in the Box, was like embarrassed for Utahns. I'm like, this is crazy. Wait, I gotta, I'm gonna have to look this up because like, this is great. This is not food that you wait a mile in line for. By the way, at 6, 7 p.m. at night for dinner. In fact, I can actually tell you, I've never had Jack in the Box for a meal. Like I've never gone there for breakfast, never gone there for lunch, or never gone there for dinner. It's always been, I'm hungry and it's late. What do I want? You know what? I can go for some Jack in the Box right now. That's always been Jack in the Box. It is such a freaking burnout place to go, and it always gets the job done. Now, granted, I've never burned out, I've never done anything like that, but not. So I'm not saying that. But I can see why you would love Jack in the Box if you got high a lot. Um, and then I also could see why you'd like Jack in the Box if you were just feeling indulgent and a little bit crazy. <laughs> Oh my god. Are you seeing it? Yeah. What do you think? I just it's mind blowing to me because Jack in the Box is trash. But but kinda not. No, it's still trash. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean it's terrible, but like There's no way I would be like No, there's no way. Oh you my s- gosh, I need to go to Jack in the Box. This is coming from some pe- two guys that like it. Like I don't even like it though. I used to like it when oh, I was. Oh you don't a like kid. it now? Like oh, I'm I still not, I still oh, love dude, it. Dude, I'd never choose to 
I would never oh. choose. I would totally. go. I would go to McDonald's any day of the week, right? Hundred percent, no doubt in my mind. I would. I don't care. Like, if I'm hungry, if I'm traveling, right? Like, that's normally my stop. Like, right in, um, I'll either stop at the Beaver one or I'll stop at uh, the Cedar City one. And I'll just go to McDonald's just because I'm driving up, just something quick, be able to get back on the road, right? Number you, seven. You like go in the restaurant good and to sit go. down and eat, don't you? Oh, big fan of that. Yeah. I learned that in college to get away from people where you have to kind of reset. You know, to get away from people, though, you could just keep driving in your car alone. No. No? You're not, you're not getting away no, from I'm people? No, I'm not getting crumbs along my car. <laughs> oh, that's there. That's what it is. Come okay. on, now. All right. <clears throat> okay, then. Yeah, but no, I, uh, there's no way. There's no way I would sit in a parking lot or in a line to get Jack in the Box. No way. I'm with you there. I still love like, it. I would Unless go that's the only place to eat and like, well, but still, I would still like drive, like. Even if that was the only place to eat, I'd be like, I don't want to feel like waiting I'm a going to a gas station. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm going to a gas station, grabbing some chips and a, and get, a protein bar. Some like some taquitos, good. man. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Some OG tequilas. Some thick tequilas, oh, dude. Some the thick tequilas that have been sitting in that freezer for two weeks. Oh. Mm. No. If anything, I'm going with the gas station. Well, gas station hot dog. You do that. No? No. No on that one? Okay. No. I'm just thinking, because 7-Eleven has the food still, right? Like, they have the pizza, they have the taquitos, and then they have the hot dogs. And if there's, I'm definitely judging off looks, right, at the moment. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, I guess I would go, I'd go hot dog. No, I'd go pizza, hot dog, taquito. That's what I would do. Dude, I made the mistake of getting one of those burritos at Maverick. Ooh. No? It's like this brisket burnt ends burrito. Ooh. No good, man. Burnt yeah. ends are usually really good. <laughs> Not at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Actually, unless you're in the South, bro. You are correct, sir. Yeah, that's true. Like Bucky's. You go down south. You ever the... been to Bucky's? You know what Bucky's is? Uh-uh. I think it might be just a Texas thing. Not even and even like a central to east Texas thing, unfortunately, because it wasn't in Lubbock ever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a huge gas station, and oh, it I've has heard a of barbecue these. spot. Dude, yeah, 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 and it yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of these. Bucky's is freaking good, man. I think they just opened one in Atlanta. That could be. My buddy told me about it. Yeah, that's funny. Big fan of Bucky's. Yeah. Um. Know. No, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, heirloom, heirloom tomato, heirloom, heirloom barbecue. There we go. Heirloom barbecue uh, in Atlanta is part of a gas station. Not a gas station, but they used to have the gas pumps. They don't have the gas pump now. It's just a convenience store, but it's attached to that. Some of the best barbecue in Atlanta. Hmm. So good. All right. So good. So, yeah. Shout out to South for doing that. That right. We just don't have it <laughs> out west. <laughs> Yeah, that is a real bummer. Why is it out west and back east? I don't know, man. I don't know why they suck at barbecue so bad out here. No, no, no. Why is that? Why is that a saying? Oh, out west and back east. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not out east and back west. You're right. That sounds super weird. Yeah. Because if I was on the if I was on the east coast, yeah, if I was on the east coast, and I'd be like, oh, out west. I, is, is it? Do you think it's because of the settlement? Yeah, I think so. It has to be. I honestly right? think that's all it is because it's just like, oh, it's out there. Yeah. Like the outer skirts of America. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Out that's east. Good, great point, man. Out east, back west. <laughs> Very observant of you. Man. <laughs> um, Hi, see you, latte.
All right, okay. so let's see here. Where do we want to go with this? Are you reading any books right now? Um, other than the Bible? <laughs> oh, for Come Follow Me? Uh, no, I am not currently reading a book right now. Have, have you read any recently that you'd like to discuss? Um, not particularly, I don't think. I think the last book I read was, no, I read The Four Agreements, read Lincoln. What else did I, I thought I had one more in there, two more in there, maybe. I know you read some church ones. Yeah, but those are like the easy reads, like just like a couple of stuff before the temple, a couple of stuff after the temple. And then um, I haven't even started The Atonement yet. Infinite Atonement? To, yeah, which I was thinking about bringing, because Colby... Colby wants to read a book this year in PAL. <laughs> That's his goal for PAL. He and wants to read a book. Read a book. Yeah. I'm going to take a book out there. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But yeah. what, what do you mean? He's going to like, you want, you're going to bring the infinite atonement for him? No, no. He, He's got he his has own book. a book. Locked he and loaded. Yeah. Okay. But he just wants to, he wants to read a book. All right. Cool. So, and I was him. like, okay. And then I was like, maybe I'll maybe I'll bring a book, and we'll have just a little reading session. There you go. I'm I'm definitely bringing mine. So the book I'm reading right now, and I actually want to ask you about a different book that you read recently. So we'll get into that in a second. But the one that I'm reading right now, I'm actually reading two. Um, Never finished is the one I'll talk about right now. It's uh, David Goggins' second book. The first one was Can't Hurt Me. Friggin' incredible. I bought that one for you. So I tested you, and you haven't read it yet, so thanks. Appreciate not. Yeah, good to know. Good to know how much you value our friendship. <laughs> anyway, uh, Can't Hurt Me is, like, one of the most motivating. Like, you want to run through a wall after reading that book. It's freaking wild. Um, and then Never Finished is interesting because it's kind of a follow-up to that and mm -hmm. kind of goes through a little bit more his journey. It's pretty wild. Pretty good. Definitely recommend that one. David Goggins is – I mean, if you want a, if you want a brief introduction – just kind of like a shot in the arm. Look up David Goggins on YouTube and you'll just be inundated with videos of his. He kind of got his fame on uh, Rogan. That's where he blew up. Yeah. He had two podcasts with Joe Rogan, at least two, maybe three, where he talks about his story and all that stuff. And then just basically he details that same story. And the details are crazy. Uh, super motivating. And just to give you kind of a brief synopsis, this dude that was like 300 pounds, uh, working a dead-end job, just hated his life, decided to en enroll for the Navy, enlist. Mm -hmm. And you know the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. But for those who haven't, he decides to enlist. But he goes to the office, the recruiting office, and the guy took him seriously. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to be straight with you. If you want to make it by three months into this next round, you have to lose 120 pounds. You have to get below 180. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. First day he gets out there, he tries to run a mile. He doesn't even make it like a quarter of the way through and he walks home and he gets home and he just cries. And he's like, I'm pathetic. I'm a fat POS, all this stuff. And he just like keeps thinking about it and mulling over it. And he's like, who's more in control here? Everybody else or me? And he just kind of narrows that down and hones that in. And he just is like, I'm just going to do it. And he just never stops moving. And he just is like, he starts running. He starts biking. He just stops eating basically. <laughs> Ends up getting below 180 in three months, goes back to the recruiter's office, and the guy's like, I was stunned, but he's like, all right, well, now this is just the beginning. 
so get after it. And then he goes into Naval SEAL training and all that stuff. And pretty wild. So yeah. I want to check that one out. It's very motivating. The other one I'm reading right now is called Empire of Pain. It's about the origin of Oxycon. Okay. It's that one's I, I'm this one's a long book. This one's like over 500 pages. I'm not even 100 pages in yet. I'm close, but it's already fascinating because it talks about basically the three brothers, the Sackler family. These three brothers essentially started it, and it all started from uh, this, I think it was a, a pharmaceutical company called Purdue something that they bought and then just overtook and getting into that. But it's basically all the backdoor agreements that happened between like them and the government and all that stuff and like how they would get people uh, involved in the government. They would, I think, I think if I remember right, it was something along the lines of, now I haven't read this part yet because we haven't gotten, or I haven't gotten this far yet, but it's something along the lines of they would actually approach government figures and say, hey, do you mind like cutting us some slack here, signing off on these things and by the way, when you're done with this government job of yours, we've got a nice, sweet position for yeah. you uh, waiting. And you get an awesome payday, get these kind of benefits, which I think happens all the freaking time. Which, and obviously, I mean, I don't want to necessarily speak for you, but I'm pretty sure you're on a similar page as me. I'm not a big government guy. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like these type of regulations, I'm always dubious. I'm always like, well, what does that look like, right? But dude, there really are some things that I feel like we just have to oversee when it comes to how these stupid backdoor nasty deals get made right because that is so corrupt and how many people died from getting hooked on these painkillers okay it's crazy so that's the one i'm i'm reading right now and i i can keep people updated on that one empire of pain really interesting two that i've read in the past that i wanted to talk about is one of them uh, just got made into a Netflix movie like within the last few years. Uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Have you heard of that one? No. So it was written by J.D. Vance, who is now a current senator for Ohio. Okay. Believe it or not. J.D. Vance grew up in an extremely poor area of Ohio and kind of Kentucky, like on the border there. And it was in hillbilly country. And he grew up in a very similar circumstances as what you would describe an inner city child growing up into because his whole point was like we were in primarily a white community but at the same time he's like we didn't know what the freak we were doing like it was not a good look to try and actually excel in school we all thought we were idiots we all thought we were morons mm -hmm. and if you actually tried you got castigated for it right and that was his main point because he didn't even know what his capabilities were until high school. And like his grandma was actually really integral in helping raise him because his mom was just in and out of like crack houses and stuff like that. She had like three or four different husbands throughout her life. Maybe not husbands, but just like male partners or something, but just never really present for him. Really, really tragic story. But through all that, he was able to maintain some resiliency. He makes it to high school and two people, his grandma who told him, he's like, you know, you're smart. You don't have to stay here, JD. You can actually make it. And he never really knew what that meant. He really never really knew what to do with that information. But then he gets to high school and he has a math teacher and his math teacher's like, listen, you've got a gift, man. Like, I want you to start honing this in. And so he actually starts doing well at math. And then that starts to trickle out into other areas because what he does is he stops listening to all his critics outside of that that are just telling him, oh, what do you think you're going to make it? Like everybody else that's so insecure about where they're at 
try and make him or anybody else that tries feel bad about their efforts. And honestly, oh, yeah. that it happens at every level. Oh yeah. Like whether or not you're inner city, hillbilly country, if you're even middle income, hmm. like if people think you're trying too much, the people that have the biggest insecurities are going to be the ones that try and make you feel bad about that. Because yeah. they're going to say, ah, that won't work. You know, that'll never work. That Why would you try that, you know? It's like, listen, don't let your own self-reflection affect me, please. Yeah. And I love J.D. Vance's takeaway where he's like, it's not, I mean, he's like, he's, I'm not necessarily sure this is, and he's, I think he's pretty good about how he talks about it because he's not like very, he's not saying like this is definitive, this is how it is, but he says, I'm not so sure this is necessarily a racial issue, but it's like a cultural issue. And in low income areas, we have this problem of people trying to pull the others down. And we also have this lack of awareness of what's available. He's like, I didn't even know what scholarships were available for me until I asked about them. And so he starts asking, and he ends up getting, like, he joins the military. And he's like, I joined the military for a bit because I needed the help. He's like, I wanted to go to college. And he ends up going to Ohio State from all that. And then ends up going to law school at, like, I can't remember, some fancy place back east, but out east, excuse me, out east. And um, anyway, it just kind of goes from there. So really, really good book. If you haven't, if you don't want to read it, maybe check out the movie. I actually haven't seen the movie. I heard it was okay, though, so maybe I will. I remember seeing something about the um the oxycot one that that is in the documentary right now oh there's one about that there's a there's a there's a series coming out in a few weeks next next month on netflix i believe okay. with matthew broderick ferris say ferris yeah uh yeah it's that same thing okay yeah yeah and then i we've talked about that book before i think you might have probably been told about it Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Or you were planning on reading it? My sister-in-law is reading it. Okay. Or was reading it. That's why. And I didn't even talk to her about it. I think my brother was the one that shared that with yeah. us. Well, I mean, you see it all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, I mean, even on my high school team, like, I'd be working my tail off to try and... Are you talking about hillbilly elegy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about um, Empire Pains. No, sorry. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just a matter of them projecting themselves on you yeah. right like why would you do that like we're, we can't get out of this situation and it's know? like so because there's a some sick kind of comfort that comes with that they'll be like oh if nobody's trying then i don't have to feel bad about not trying myself exactly it's just who we are it's yeah. and it's like it's almost like they don't want to acknowledge that they have a lot of agency in yeah. the matter no doubt really kind of a damning mentality and here's the last one this one, dude. You're reading three books right now? No, I'm not reading. I, I'm not oh. reading Hillbilly Elegy. I already finished oh. that one. I'm just talking about books that I've read recently too, because gotcha. this was a request made. Gotcha. And so, I wanted to highlight this because there's some good books out there, man. I like reading. Um, I haven't been consistent lately, so I'm glad I'm reading these two books right now. But this other one, dude, is one. Whenever I bring it up, I, I listened to this one. I don't listen to a whole lot of audio books. I mm -hmm. primarily like to actually read. I think there's strengths to both. I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. But this one I listened to, and my goodness, it's a long one. But if you're at all interested in these type of, like, I, I, as you can tell, I'm a nonfiction guy. This one's called Road to Jonestown. Mm -hmm. Does this sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, Jonestown Massacre. Bingo. Yeah. Good on you, dude. You know the term, don't drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. That's the origin. Yeah. Ironically, it wasn't actually Kool-Aid that they were using. Mm -mm. It was a different type of uh, juice mixture. So... <laughs> Whether or not that hurt or helped Kool-Aid's brand, I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, it's a misnomer. Is that, yeah. Did I say that right? Yep. Um, 
Yeah, so whenever I bring this book up with people, I get going for like 20 minutes and I just start talking about this story because it's a freaking crazy story. Jim Jones was this psychopath that was so charismatic and so likable that he like creates this church and it's this big sweeping success. And I mean, I'm not saying that it was like thousands of people, but I mean, yeah, at one no, point, was, I think he did have thousands of people, was, yeah. but the amount that actually went down with him. So what it was, was that he basically started to pit himself against the government and he starts to demonize the government. He's like, we got to leave this country. The end of the world's coming and the United States is going to lead the pack and being destroyed. Right. Kind of sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> but so he goes to this little island off of South America called Guyana and he gets about a thousand people to come down with him. And in the meantime, it's like a bunch of families of the people that are down there that are worried about him because they're like, this guy's a cult leader. Like, they're, it's crazy. He has this whole idea that it's going to be an utopia, that they're just going to live off of the land. They never did. They never got anything going. Uh, the political nature of everything within the church was just so complicated. And, and he, was, he was a power-hungry psychopath that loved nice things. And he also liked manipulating and even... I think he even slept with men and women yep. in his group and um, ends up, obviously, the Jonestown Massacre. Over 900 people end up drinking the Kool-Aid that's laced with cyanide. Yep. And you just kind of wonder, like, how does something like that happen? Unbelievable story. Like, just, I, I was riveted. And, and let me just tell you, the events leading up to the actual massacre itself I was just, I couldn't put it down. I like, it was one of those books where I had to keep listening. In fact, it reminds me, this is another one that I listened to. Have you heard of In Cold Blood? In Cold Blood is also incredible. I just drove 14 hours from Lubbock to Draper. I was home for, I don't know, it was like a month or two because I'd have long breaks out of Texas Tech. I just drove 14 hours and I'm listening to In Cold Blood and I pull into the driveway and I didn't want to get out of my car. Because I'm like, this is so good, I want to keep listening. But I wasn't planning on talking about it in Cold Blood, but it was a, it's Truman Capote book. Um, he's the one that wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's too. But this is kind of like the original um, true crime book. Mm -hmm. And it's about this family, this farming family in Kansas that ends up getting killed out of nowhere. And nobody knows why at first, obviously. Um, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. But In Cold Blood is also like one that I couldn't put down. So. That's some, uh, there's some books I've been reading. Hmm. What do you think? You approve? Yeah. Hmm. You sure? <laughs> I do. I approve. All right. I, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't been up on my, my book reading, so, um, I had my goal of trying to read a book a month, but that fell through. Listen, man. Plenty of goals to go around to fall through. I get it. But at I, least I set them. I freaking get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I set them too. But, <laughs> but uh, oh, also the Book of Mormon. Still reading that one. Just throw that in there. Yeah. Just that. I started with the Bible. It was, um, I don't know if you know this, but it was written by God. <laughs> okay, technically that's not true. It's actually that's written good. by Mormon. That's why it's called <clears throat> it's the word of God and I truly believe that alright so let's kind of close it out here except I do should we talk about people we can't be friends with do you have anybody locked and loaded no we already talked about it yeah but that was just kind of like out of the blue I wanted to address the one that I actually did talk about last time when you muffed the recording oh now it's my fault 
Yeah, we have not established the, that. Not the stupid Chinese product that I bought on Amazon. Okay, yeah. So yes, yes. Just Buy America. Just to confirm, yes, it was your fault. Anyway, um, this is one that I need to be careful about. Okay. So, hear me out. I don't remember. When I say we can't necessarily be friends with these people, that's not a hard and fast rule. Why do you always go over this? The, because this is a reoccurring you say, subject. You they say, understand. You say always. I did it last time in the episode, but that episode is never going to air. So, because of something. You always do it. We I, know this. I just want to make sure they know again. I think there are a lot of, probably a lot of great life coaches out there. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot this. But... If you're a life coach under the age of 30, I've got some questions. With a clientele that's older than you. Let's Thank you for addressing okay. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Huge huge part of this. Yes. Because if it's a younger clientele then yeah, we get it. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, if it's like teenagers. Like, yeah, like yeah. teenagers get it, right? Yeah. We're talking also, the content is big. And your, your clientele are all 35 plus. Yeah. If, if you're 27 <clears throat> and you're like trying to tell everybody like how to not stress out over life, <laughs> like via la freaking goma, dude. Like don't – like get out of here with that. Right. Like that to me is like what? <laughs> but if you're 27 and you're talking to a bunch of teenagers – Maybe you had some drug problems of your own experiences yeah. growing up and you're just trying to like help them through that or some problems with like how your parents raised you, stuff like that. Hey, have at it. 100%. All for it. Have at it, buddy. But if you're a life coach, it's like, hey, this is how you crush it at life. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it's this. It's 100% facts, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, the young life coach educating the older yeah. generation. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe you should listen to your elders. Because yeah. they've probably been through a lot more shit than you have. Respect your elder. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I definitely had to get that out of the way. Okay. All right. So before we get into kind of like the kind of closing out here, um, I wanted to share a tweet with you that I thought was kind of weird. I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Have you heard of the 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 two women? in the church that refer to themselves as sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S, in Zion. No. As you can probably gather, there are two black women. Okay. And they've like written books and stuff like that for the church and I don't really know the content of their books a whole lot. They kind of stirred the pot the other day. Um, they tweeted out this video and it's a video that shows a church, one of ours, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, building, with American flags out in front. Okay. Pretty common, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I see that a whole lot, but it's not like crazy to think that, right? We, we I mean, we were in church literally together when we stood for the national anthem. We sang Stars it for yeah. the opener. Yep. And, oh yeah, sorry, I said national anthem. I meant Stars of the Latter. It's one and the same. It is one. Of, that is the national anthem. That is the national anthem. <laughs> That's right. Star Spangled Banner. Oh. Yes. Who knew? Um, you knew. Anyway. So this is what they said with it. They said, Dear Church, whose calling is it to remove these flags? Clearly talking about the, the United States flag. 
they've been up since the 4th. So they tweeted this out eight days after the 4th. They've been up since the 4th. We're over it. The Bible makes it clear that God's love extends to the whole world, not just one nation. These Mo's, I think they're talking, they're saying Mormons, act like the flag is equal to the universal law. Hashtag put it away. And then they followed that up and said, if you call yourself a patriot and you are not upset about how the flag is treated, I call BS on your patriotism. I don't really follow that, I'll be honest. Not upset about how the flag is treated. In this context, what do you mean how it's treated? Like, because it's outside of a church? The custom, and they, they have a quote here that says, the custom is to display the flag only from sunrise to sunset on flagstaffs in the open, but it may be displayed at night if illuminated to produce a patriotic effect. So they're like getting nitpicky about how the flag gets displayed. They're as if they're saying like displaying it the right way is patriotic, but displaying it outside of those parameters is not patriotic, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Are there not lights on the... No, I don't think so. Huh. Well, I mean, yeah, this should be put away correctly. So you kind of, you tend to agree with them? Well, that, I mean, yeah, you're not supposed to, you're, you're not supposed to do that to the flag. You're supposed to be, they're supposed to be lit overnight. And so... And supposed to be taken up. They're supposed to be only sun, sunrise to sundown. Like, she, they are correct. That, that is proper. So like, do you flag. find that disrespectful? Uh, negligent? Um, what category do you put that under? I would say I would definitely say negligent. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're gonna hate, if we're hanging flags on on those flagpoles, they you, should be they should be lit up. And also, it looks like they're at half mass. No, they're just small. They're just like shorter flags that you just put. Like the, the ones that they used to put in lawns. They're supposed, yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, those should have been those should have been put away by now. Do you not because of it, like offending anybody? But yeah. Just like, Do you call BS on their patriotism? Uh, no. Okay, me either. But they should still be, like, if we put, if, no, I, if somebody I, put them up, like, they should if be. If you know, them. if you know that that's the code of the flag. Yeah. Which I believe is literally what it's called, right? The yeah. flag code or whatever. And you don't do it, then yes, you're, there's, that's problematic. Yeah. If you don't, which let's be honest, why would they assume otherwise? Then what are we up in arms about here? What's yeah. going on? Why? Why? why kind of. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. It's a but, weird yeah. thing to die on. It's a weird hill to die on, right? Yeah. I don't know. I saw that and I was curious what you thought because it just seemed like yeah. over the top. It was like what? A little bit, but I mean, it's just a matter of like it should. They should be put away, hundred percent. So, one one thing they used to do in in Vegas was Fourth um, of July, Veterans Day, Memorials Day. Uh, oh, Flag Day. The church would go around with the, well, when the, when the church was associated with the Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. They'd put up the flags every morning. Every, pretty much, I think it was every, any member that came in, they would actually come in and like drill a hole into their lawns and put in a PVC pipe. And then you'd have, the Boy Scouts would go around every morning on those days drop the flags off and then every as soon as someone's coming down they would go and pick up all the flags and put them in the back of the trucks and mm. so it was really cool like that the way cool. it, it, i mean screw the boy scouts but yeah that's cool yeah but they stopped doing it and i think that 
church kind of stepped away from it too, trying to just be more neutral and everything. Ah, uh, you think that was things? why? I don't Politically know. neutral? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they did have an announcement a couple of weeks ago, in, uh, about a couple months ago. Political new- neutrality or whatever it is they, they talked about. Um, but yeah, I, I do miss that aspect though, of them going around with all the flags and stuff like that. I thought that was always so cool. What was, yeah, what was I was it? younger. Do you remember that announcement? Can we talk about that for a second? Um, it was from the first presidency. It's on the, it's on the church website about political neutrality and, you know, supporting, um, I think they said supporting candidates with same beliefs as yourself or, but not being, not talking about politics within the church buildings and things like that. So, Yeah. Okay, so I think I've got it pulled up here. Only this isn't... No, that's not it. Um, it was within the last couple of months. It was, a, it was a news release. Yeah, I remember hearing about this, actually. Um, here it is. Yeah. It was... Okay, so this, this article just came out literally yesterday. It was but, probably updated yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So it says, here's an excerpt. The work of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints includes sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, strengthening individuals and families, and caring for those in need. The church does not seek to elect government officials, support or oppose political parties, or generally take sides in global conflicts. The church is neutral in matter of politics within or between the world's many nations, lands, and peoples. However, as an institution, it reserves the right to address issues it believes have significant moral consequences or that directly affect the mission, teachings, or operations of the church. Um, actually, did that was that an excerpt? I don't know if yeah, that it was. That is okay. Because here's the because here's the other one. This one talks about political participation, voting, and political neutrality of the church. Um, while the church affirms its institutional neutrality regarding political parties and issues, it may occasionally post information about particular interests yeah. or particular issues that directly affect the mission okay, of the United States Constitution. Political choices and affiliations should not be the subject of any teaching or advocating in church settings. I disagree. Yep. Just kidding. <laughs> Leaders ensure that church meetings focus on our Heavenly Father, our Savior, and the gospel. All right. Okay. Yeah. This actually wasn't as bad as I thought I had heard. No. At least the parts that I've read, just barely. I would need to read the whole thing again. But yeah, I think I missed that. I, I think that's interesting um, and not surprising though. So no, not at all. Yeah, because it's like I'd be way more surprised if they were like, "Hey, let's get more political." Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, we we vote this way. Yeah, you know, you, all of our members should vote this like way. Like the church just like releases a new statement and says, "Hey, let's go, Brandon." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be hilarious though. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I think that I think you got to end on that one. I think it's just right there. That's all. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. Just kind of like little little round out, a little gospel talk. Can we? Sure. Okay. Um, what would you? I wanted to ask you. What would you say to someone who isn't sure they want to come back to church? Because this is kind of what got us going on our thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a little less than a year ago. A uh, year ago this week. Well, I mean, that's when we met. Yeah. But we didn't really like... You're right, September. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? 
What would, what I would you them? say to someone who isn't sure they want to come back to church? Like you're dabbling. Like that's, that's your free agency, man. Okay, I know. I, get I mean, that. I, w- I would, like, that's 100% might be my answer. You wouldn't encourage them at all? You wouldn't? No, I would be an open book. And if they had any questions, I would tell yeah. them. You know, I like that. To come and ask me. Yeah. Like, 100%. Um, anything that they may have seen, may have read, like, you know, why don't you come to a source that is active in the church and, you know, not not going to sugarcoat it, but also not going to be like, you know, oh, you, sh- you know, you shouldn't be reading that. You know what I mean? No, like, for sure, yeah. By all means. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, again, it's, it's, everybody has their, their time and season. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I can only, I can only say what it brings to my life. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like, that's what, okay. That's, that's, you know, if they were like, why, why did you come back? Right. Then it's like, because I see the influence it has on my family. I now see the, in, the influence that it has on me, you know, in all of these examples of, you know, the joy that it gives me. So that's the gist of it. And I'm, I'm glad this is where we went with it because it's kind of, I mean, I, I wasn't really thinking it through, but this is what I would have expected with us because I mean, encouraging, yes, but at the same time, you can't be, well, obviously you can't be aggressively encouraging, but you can't even necessarily be directly encouraging. You gotta be indirectly encouraging, which is that like, I'll speak about my experience. I'll talk about why I love the church. Bring it to yourself. It's that difference. And I always talked about this before. I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast. And we're talking like, it's really, why I love the gospel. Yeah. Why I love the church of Jesus Christ. Right. Not why I love the institution of the church. Right. Right. It's why do I love the gospel? Why do I love Jesus Christ? Why do I love everything that he's done for me in my life? Yeah. When we're saying this, which kind of ties back to the the letter, quite frankly, because it's like, that's what we want to focus on. And that makes sense. That's what, I think that's what Zion does, Mm -hmm. right? The city of Enoch. I don't think they got very political. I think there might be some truth to that. Like they weren't political; they were just good. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so. Um, I, I do like that because we get a little bit people that like. This is what I'll say about that. I feel like people who are a little bit overzealous, over the top when it comes to trying to get people to come back to church. Um, they need to check the reasons why. Now, I understand they could maybe thinking like, I'm going for that one lost sheep. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get. That's just as important to Christ as anybody else that's already in the fold. Yes, true. However, are you, are you doing it for your own personal gratification? Or are you doing it because you truly love that person? You, and, and, and there is a time and a place where it would call for that. But you need to be absolutely sure that's what's happening in that moment. That it's not so that you can get some glory for reactivating somebody or whatever. It has to be completely pure and has to be completely driven by the spirit because we do hear these stories like this church leader that pulls a kid out of surfing in the ocean every Sunday, like for months in a row until that kid finally comes to church, goes on a mission, changes his life and becomes a general authority because a general authority shared that story. It was his own story. Mm -hmm. Amazing story, right? But the reason why those stories exist and we remember them is because they're rare. The common stories should be that analogy that I've shared before, it's not really an analogy, it's like a, I don't know, it's like one of those old stories where this, I told you this before, the sun and the wind have a bet, yep. right? And they say, 
who can get this man on the street to to, to get it who can get his jacket, his jacket off. who can get his jacket off of him quicker yeah. and the wind says I'll go first and just blows and blows and blows and the more he blew the more the wind blew tied of the man embraced his jacket and then when the wind finally gave up because it was too tired the sun just shined bright and warmed up and the man just took his jacket off on his own obviously the point being the majority of the time is we got to show by example we got to be loving we got to be indirectly encouraging and not make it about us at all only in the sense of i can share my testimony i can share my experience with them and if it resonates then we can go from there otherwise this person's going to come back when they're ready and what's going to help them ready is make, maybe feeling the love around them and that people around them can understand and be empathetic of their plight yep what's uh, what's the other one it's uh you can attract something with honey more more things with honey than vinegar or whatever it is right you ever heard that one sounds familiar yeah there's like one that says the same thing. It's like the, it's like kill with kindness, right? It's not being brash and being like, you need to do this. Like you're making bad shit. Like, bro, what? And I'm, I am not, I am not glass house. I'm not throwing stones, right? Like I have a past and like people at the end of the day, they're going to Even if you don't have a past, it's not really like what should be done, right? I mean, that's literally what Christ said. What's that? Like, I mean, actually, not literally what he said, but he was like, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Right, exactly. But for one, he's literally saying at that point, nobody throws stones because yeah. everybody's a sinner except me. And right. guess what? I'm still not throwing a stone. So in a way, he is saying that. He's like, even if you don't, even if you have a relatively clean past, still no stone throwing. Yeah, not at all. So, yeah. I like that. I would also say, this is one thing that came to mind when I was thinking of this question. There's this whole idea of shame versus guilt. And we're living in a society that has embraced this idea that shame, like, no joke, dude, I saw, I hope I don't drive out, like, I, like, shift the conversation so much right now with this, but um, there's, I was like, Planned Parenthood had this tweet that said something like, don't kink shame. Yeah, don't kink shame. And, and I'm just like sitting here going like, seriously, like, honestly, maybe like, I'm not saying shame is a good thing, but maybe we do need to make people feel weird about weird things. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so I do, like, I, I, I hate this idea that people, like, people will take whatever guilt they may be feeling and say, don't shame me for it. It's like, we need to identify that difference. That's really what I'm saying here. I'm not, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I really do believe we, we shouldn't cast dispersions on anyone. We should say, whatever I can do to help, let me know. Yeah. And let me be loving. And, and, and that's not easy. That doesn't come naturally to me, but I do try to enact, act in that way a lot of times. But um, I will say, I don't appreciate it when people say, this is shaming me for this. When in reality, it's probably coming from your own guilt because you know it may not be a good thing. And it's the lack of intellectually, intellectual honesty within oneself to really acknowledge that aspect, which is maybe I'm not being shamed. Maybe I actually just don't feel great about how I'm living my life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's 
truth to that, there's no doubt. So, it, it, again, and it's just coming back to the projections as well, like with the whole uh, Hillbillyana mix, whatever. Hillbillyology. There you go. Um, then projecting their laziness on other people and being like, why are you trying to, why do you think you're better than me, right? Like that type of stuff. So, yeah. There you have it. Yeah. You have anything else you want to share? Well, then, with that, we shall end. I don't have anything. I'm good. All right, brother. Well, thanks for taking the time. Of course, man. Much love, it's, as it's, always. It's been a long long while, but this was this was a fun episode. Yes, it was, dude. I like it when we just kind of shoot the breeze. I hope you guys liked it just as much. Good to be back. Hopefully, we'll catch you soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so dumb. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for checking in, everyone. If you liked what you heard today, I ask super quickly if you could just follow or subscribe to the podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, tell your friends about it. All of that stuff helps me quite a bit. Watching the growth has been super humbling and motivating to keep going, and I could not possibly appreciate all of you more. Sitting on my table, I'm watching As everything's changing my mind Goes to a different time Old love, I remember falling so madly There must have been magic in the valley And a rhythm in the night Cause I could almost see it Did you fade right out of you? If it takes time